Things are going to start happening to me now. You've done all the reading. You're a scholar. You're a professor. You've done all the reading. You've done the intellectual heavy lifting. Or less, he shouldn't die. You wouldn't know a fact if it begged you all night long. Wanna like, um, you know, give the wrong impression? Cause I am, I I am very high. Fucking ran up behind him with a hatchet. Smash, smash, smash. Yeah, care. I'm a libertarian. What I'm getting is, did why? you vote for Joe Jorgensen or Trump? Who? That's Joe the, Jorgensen. That was the perfect answer. Thank you. <laughs> that was and welcome everybody to the Libertarian Podcast Review. This is Tyler Yonke. We've got a little Benny Hill going on. Why? Because we're going to talk to some Southern gentleman tonight. You've probably heard of Alan Mosley. We're going to bring him on just a second. Uh, but before we do, because he will ruin this, we're going to talk first about Fox and Son Coffee. We're going to also talk about the sniffle. That's the whole show we're going to talk about with uh, Alan. But uh, Fox and Son, go to foxandson.com, use the code REVIEW, and get 15% off of orders of $25 uh, or more. And without further ado, we're going to bring Alan on. Alan Mosley of... It's too late. He's got his own show. He's got it. He's not wearing his suit in his in his dress up stuff tonight. But welcome. Oh, I got to do the right because he's yeah. got a studio. Uh -huh. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. It's 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 my it's my night off, so no suit tonight. Sorry. Yeah, tell me about that. How did that come about? Why do you feel constricted wearing a suit and tie and whatnot every time? What what's the deal? The story. You know, Nick Gillespie wears all black all the time. Is this mm -hmm. is this you? Well, you know, the whole thing with the suit and tie thing is that it, it makes it's the whole authentic late night apparel, yeah. right? Like if you're if you if you're going to get hired by NBC, CBS, whoever to host a late night show and you walk in there with like, you know, jeans and a T-shirt out the door, you're you're not you're not legitimate dress for the job you want. Right. So, I mean, you know, I'm 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 good with it. I'm good with a suit and a tie. I've worn a suit and a tie for years uh you know, having an actual in real life job before becoming a podcaster, which means you're unemployable. Um, but, you know, I it, originally it was the gold standard. It was the gold standard with Alan Mosley. And we did uh, 94 episodes. We didn't even quite make it to 100, um, even though I kept the numbering because I'll be damned if I'm going to start over. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and the gold standard had names that people in the libertarian community would know. Jeff Deist. Bob Murphy, Tom Woods, Michael Bolden, Ron Paul, Lou Rockwell, Jeffrey Tucker. I like that I put those those names together. Right. Um, you know, all That's those people were were on the show, and and we talked about the stuff you would think, right? So Dad like, Palumbo? oh, there's like, yeah, no, sorry, sorry, no, no, I no, you said libertarians. My bad. Yeah, uh, no, no people from the show based. Sorry. Um, although I, I, although I'm not, I'm not talking shit about fee cause they published my articles, just the well, people at fee. We'll, we'll talk you about know. that. Yeah. So anyway, keep going. And so, so anyway, the thing is, it's like, you know, there's a hurricane down in Florida. Let's talk about price gouging, right? Cause that's what's in the news. Oh, a, a cop murdered a kid and their dog. Let's talk about police brutality. But I mean, after 94 episodes, it was, we've already talked about every topic. That's a hot button libertarian or a libertarian adjacent thing. We probably talked about all of them two or three times at that point. And it's like, I'm done. I'm done with it. It's like, look, if you really want to know how I feel about cops, just go to the library. There's me talking about 5-0. So I'm done with that. And then at, at episode 94, it was, okay, um, 
the last month or two of the show, we were having more fun kind of going more Norm McDonald and less libertarian podcast. Yeah. And I'd say, well, why don't we just do that? Why don't we just go all in on it? And if it's great, great. If it's terrible, I'll just delete everything and pretend it never happened. Um, and, and we took a few weeks. I set up the set, redesigned OBS to make it into what it is. We got the, got the music and the graphics and blah, 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 blah. And, and the segments and the commercial breaks and it's it's been that way ever since and and really with each with each passing year it's become less uh podcast and more just it's just a late night if you've ever watched the tonight show you know how it's too late is segmented yeah and i i enjoy it it's it's a it's a comedy relief yet with some news in there so it's good mm -hmm. stuff and i've been trying to move away from that you know um libertarian base stuff not based but you know yeah yeah it's centric thing in itself because it, it does to to somebody when it gets boring it's it, it's also a lot of work honestly um so you've got to you know if you're going to be technically correct because you're going to be uh, jabbed at by everybody so mm -hmm. it's a little fun to kind of mix the two at least for me to mix the two in there and um so that's obviously where we've gone so you said a few things that i i have a lot of curiosity kind of the back uh, wait, wait, Jay Fort says, uh, hello, fellows. I appreciate you joining us tonight. Hello. Excuse um, me. He said fellers. Big difference. <laughs> well, back to the. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Howdy, fellers. OK, good, good catch there. Um, you, you said a few things. There. So did you did you make a, a separate studio? Is this uh, a, a room in your house? What's 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 your actual and, and imagine that's a fake background behind you? I don't know. Maybe maybe not. Tell me. No, tell that's me that. This is Columbia, Tennessee. Did you not oh. know that Columbia, Tennessee has skyscrapers and I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where you're at. Are you, are yeah. you like uh, Clint Russell of the Tennessee? Yeah, except for I have hair and I'm not a Fed, but yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So so no, I mean it's the same thing. So the thing is, so first of all, you're asking me to kill all the magic of you know, is this just a room in my house? Like no, this is this is. But the thing is though, it's like that's the beauty of late night is anyone who ever watched Letterman for the bajillion years he was on TV, he's in the basement of the Ed Sullivan yeah. Theater. Like you know that that's not New York City behind him. He's at, he is in New York City, but that's not New York City behind him because right. it's a studio. It's fake. But but that's that's part of the charm, though, right? Is that it looks real. Everyone knows it's fake, but you go along with it because you, you go along with it. It's just what you do. Um, so it's it's literally a backdrop of I don't even know what city it is. So ha, big shocker. I don't actually I actually have no idea what city it is. Um, and uh, I got one of those. Um, like little like divider things that like sexy ladies yeah. uh, dress behind in cartoons, put, the, put their stockings over and yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, and I cut out the film. So it looks like faux window backdrop type thing. Okay. I mean, look, look, I'm a libertarian podcaster, meaning I have no money. So we, we got to do, we got to be creative on right. the cheap. Um, and, and I'm not, I'm look, this is only this show, right? We've got two people <laughs> watching it. I know more will tune in or at least check out the replay, but it's okay to, I, cause I, I am interested in, uh, kind of the behind the scenes thing. I mean, that was kind of my thing originally. It was like, you know what? We'll talk about shows. Uh, we'll talk to mm -hmm. the people. I really want to know about their process. So I, I'm going to actually try to actually do some of this interviewing stuff about the process. Yeah. I've asked Ooh. Mark Claire, you know, I, I bring some of them and he's like, he's like, look, I'm podcast uh, coaching. I'm like, let's talk about that. He gives me one sentence and moves on. I'm like, okay, well, I, <laughs> maybe you don't want to talk about that. No. So I'm, I'm actually interested in some of this stuff that you do particularly. So when you say I set up a studio, uh, and I'm telling you to, to reveal that it's actually a room in, uh, you know, like 
mm-hmm. your, next to your wife or whomever you got there, your, maybe your in-laws. But did you put a separate specified place for this? Okay, so originally it actually was in a studio. It was in uh, Osborne Studio and Sound. My my first producer ever, Blake Osborne. It was in his studio, and that's where the show, that's where the gold standard was. So back then there was no big backdrop and stuff because it was we were just in a studio. So why why decorate it, right? Yeah. Uh, and then when we decided to do, it's too late. It's like okay, well now we have to make it look like a late night show. What can we do? Well, let's let's get a backdrop. Let's 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 fix everything up. Uh, right now, so the show is actually it is in my house. You know, sorry, it isn't. It is in my house. Um, and uh, Jay Forte over there made a, a reference to Clint doesn't have as many mules uh, as he wish he did. It's because Colombia is the mule capital of the world. Oh, um, when you say yeah. mule, do you mean like uh, I'm going to keister something and sneak it somewhere, or like coyote mule? Type no, thing, I mean I mean like... the animal. I mean okay. the animal that's like a donkey and a horse. Okay. Yeah, or a, a yeah, mule. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, exactly. So a burrow, if you will. Um, I will. Okay. Thank you. Uh, so 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 anyway, no, I'm 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 perfectly cool to talk about how we did it in the whole process. So you've got you've got the backdrop, which is literally hung on a bar all the way across, and of course you know that the magic of cameras is the camera is cropped in such a way that you can't see the yeah. edges if if the camera were to move an inch either way you would see wall space um you know we've got the lighting i use a mirrorless dslr to try to get as good of a video as i can without spending four thousand dollars for a camcorder right, right. that i can't afford <laughs> um you know hdmi in that's another important thing so we use obs which is a free software i was to... gonna ask about that i i, okay. I assumed you did because you skyped uh, in when i was a guest and then you mm-hmm. can see where the way you transition. Now, do you have like a tweet deck or, or what is it called? Um, um, one of those things that you push the buttons and it's got. Okay. A stream yeah. deck. Oh, yeah. Stream so deck, there's sorry. a stream deck. That's that's just one of like 10 pages of buttons for our show. It's it's one of those things where like if someone who's never done this stuff before would say, wow, this is a really complicated show. I just click record. Um, but it's. But I, me being OCD, I've designed it in such a way that if I showed it to you once, you'd be able to produce my show. Because it's it's in OBS, it's literally set up top to bottom, left to right, like reading a book. I mean, yeah, you yeah, can't, yeah. you know. Um, but it's it's so since it's segmented like late night, you you have image main, which is just when you're watching the countdown and you have the thumbnail of the episode and you know the music's playing, you're getting ready to tune in, uh, and it goes to static bumper one into intro video, which is the music's playing, the crowd's clapping. Dave says, "Ladies and gentlemen, now it's too late." Assuming he doesn't fuck up the words. Um, Did you get and- a script? It's 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 not so much that I gave him a script as it is Blake always did it a certain way and it's like well now that's become the way right so now everyone wow. has to do what it what a dictatorial boss so you don't I give him know. any kind of like uh, creative leeway well he's because well no I mean because you know the thing is too is about being the producer because he's he's known as the number one producer in late night he doesn't actually produce anything I produced the entire show he well, just. He just clicks one through ten as we're <laughs> as we're going through it, but you know, it, but it's the same thing as you know Ed McMahon or uh, Alan Coulter right. or whoever. Is that he's really he's the sidekick, right? He's the yeah, person because yeah. yeah. that's you know one of the one of the tough things about doing a show like it's too late or or any show for that matter is you know Jay Forte is over there and we're going to pretend there's millions of other people and he's the only millions. one talking, but we don't see or hear them. So yeah. if if we're telling jokes or sharing memes or whatever, Dave is the audience. He is he's the proxy yeah. for the audience, right? Right. 
so it's so it's an it's an important role, even if he's literally just there for me to you know if if anything goes wrong, if there is a technical glitch, Dave, how could you do this? You know, why are you like this? You, and you've um, got a good dynamic there. So I have Andy, who hasn't mm-hmm. been on the show for quite a while because one, he got a girlfriend and a job. So now, he's oh like, yeah, oh, he's I done. Yeah. yeah. And, and but I, I I met him through one of these group chats, and he was ruthless to me. And I'm like, that's the guy. That's what yeah. I need. I need someone who chops my legs off at a moment's notice, but also can take it back and he can do that. So it's, he's perfect mm-hmm. if he would ever show up. Kind of the same idea. His problem is he doesn't even push any buttons. At least at least Dave, at least you're saying he just pushes one through 10. Um, and yeah, so, I, well, so we'll we'll actually we, we can talk about that. So, you know, so you, you've got your main segments, right? You've got your monologue and then you've got your bumpers that take you through the commercial break to desk one. Desk one is where you have meme of the week, viewer mail, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called desk one because if you're watching Letterman, he starts the show by doing a monologue. And in the next segment, you see him sitting at his desk. Hence you know, desk Letterman's one. done, right? I mean, we don't really. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm using people that I actually would watch, and not any of the <laughs> right. fruits that are on TV now. Right. Um, and so then you, so you have know Colbert. What he does? Oh yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Exactly. Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. No, he no. In his desk one, he dances with men in vaccine suits. So that's totally different. Um, but <laughs> yeah. and then you have desk two and three, which would be your your guest interviews, right? That's your celebrity or your musical guest or whatever. And then you just have your outro. What did we learn tonight? You know, thanks for watching. Blah 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 blah. Uh, and we so it, it's all programmed in OBS. Uh, this this of course for people who have ever used OBS, there's scenes and there's sources. Scenes are the main scene. Sources are the microphone's a source, the camera's the source, the meme is a source. You're a, the guest is a source. Um, and so I have all of that set up because you know this because you've been on the show before. I don't like to edit. Editing is gay. Yeah, it's yeah. super time consuming. Who has time for that? Right. Um, so and and also the the main bulk of the show is in fact live even if we're plugging in pre-recorded bits, um, so we don't edit, which means we shoot. So we do it kind of like kind of like SNL, where it's a single live take with the commercial like breaks built in and all that stuff. Sometimes dumb shit happens, and that's just in the show. But you know we're not going to fix it. Um, the real and, 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 you know, and the real late night shows are all like totally pre-recorded, right? Like all that stuff's recorded yeah, in the middle of live. the day and then it's on at night or whatever. Um, but, you know, but, but so we do we do the show is generally live, but it may have a pre-recorded segment, uh, a little man on the street or a, a guest or whatever. Um, but the the beauty of OBS, I mean, OBS is a free software, but with a lot of free softwares, it's it can do anything from just recording you to running a TV show, but that's dependent on you learning it, right? Like there's there's no instruction manual. It's here's the internet and here's the forums and here's your computer, go to town. And we've spent a long time, you know, kind of kind of crafting us assault. He's talking about Craig Ferguson over there. By the way, that was my number one. Craig Ferguson was the best. Yeah. He he was uh, he was best in Drew Carey show. I don't know if you ever saw him in there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I loved him in there, but yeah, he was good as a late night host as well. Short lived uh, compared to a lot Too of short. Them. Yeah, yeah. So so we so I base a lot of what I do off of Craig Ferguson. So because he because his whole stick was as he was deconstructing the platform, but the show was so good that it just became another late night show. He even yeah, yeah, yeah. even against his own will. And he did the same thing of he had his monologue. And then when he went to desk one, he did tweets and emails. Well, we do viewer mail. So at very, very similar kind of 
space setup. Do you have anything um, scripted? Well, I mean, I, you know, so the bits that are in the monologue, so we're in the monologue. If you're seeing graphics, it had to have been scripted because Dave is not doing the Jamie pull that up from Joe Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> like he's not trying to find shit and right. crop it and resize it in real time. That's all pre-done. Um, but most of the conversation between Dave and I is not scripted because, um, I mean, we don't rehearse. There, yeah, there's yeah. no trial runs. It's just here's the buttons. One, two, three, go. And, and by the way, scripted, you could always tell, almost always. I, I'm just curious as to like if you're reading anything off. Um, mm -hmm. And by the way, I'm, I'm, I have, this is my problem. And we're getting a lot of inside baseball because I think it's interesting, actually, um, which is, are you looking at the camera? Are you looking at the monitor? It looks like I'm looking at the monitor because I like to look at I'm looking at myself exclusively. I don't even know who you No, I'm just kidding. I like yeah. to see your reaction. And sometimes on um, StreamYard, you'll have a situation where I've been, you know, StreamYard, by the way, uh, I used to do a, a cycling podcast and this was, you know, six, when would I start this? 2015 or so. So it was recording it, then trying to produce it out and, and all this mm -hmm. editing. And it took hours out of my day. And yes. I was like, that's ridiculous because my audience isn't that it's not, <laughs> it's not warranted. So when mm -hmm. StreamYard came along, suddenly I could do everything and then I just rip it off and upload that uh, separately. And it's all basically produced with segments. And you obviously are doing the same thing. You're just, Mm -hmm. You've produced little things going and then you shove it out and then that's your your show that's that's there produced. Yeah. Um, yeah well, you, you said camera, the camera. I just say one thing. So some people I've been a Josh Smith show and he mm -hmm. does a thing where like you're talking. So he'll highlight just you. Now, the problem mm -hmm. I have with that is that shuts everyone else. I can't see your and I think maybe it was the same way with Skype. I couldn't see you. Then I can't see your reaction when I'm talking, uh, whatever I'm saying. I don't know if you're liking it, if you're going thumbs down. Um, mm -hmm. At least I'm trying to remember about the Skype. What do you think about that? Well, okay. So the thing is, is that, so like, again, let, let's say, for instance, I'm hosting the Tonight Show and you're my guest. Well, if we were doing it in real life and we were on the Tonight Show, you would be able to see me because you're right. physically there. Yeah. But if you were looking at the monitors, you would be seeing what the audience sees. So the Good way point. I'm doing it is you're I'm sharing my desktop. You're seeing my OBS. And if you're on and I have you highlighted, you see you. Now, it is true that you can't see my reactions because you're not physically here. But you are seeing what the monitor, what would be in the monitors if you were on, you know, NBC yeah, is you're yeah. seeing what the audience sees. Um, you know, that that's I could set up a separate webcam, you know, so people could see my face. I've only ever had one guest actually get upset and say no 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 i need you to set up a split screen otherwise i can't go on living and i did it just out of out of respect to that? them because walter block walter <laughs> block wanted I, us I could, both on the screen i could okay Old but school. it's because it's because that's what people are used to and yeah. so it, it was unsettling that it wasn't like that but Walt, you know what you know what walter block's never been on a late night show on tv right, either right, so he doesn't right, know right. um uh, he's a great guest though by the way he's been on more than once yeah. Um, he, he, he actually gave one of the absolute best answers, uh, to, um, is cereal soup and to one of the other questions, Walter block had a legendary answer. Uh, but anyway, g going back to the whole like OBS thing is so, so pre-produced bits it's, I guess in a sense it's scripted because that stuff was all pre-planned and plugged in before we started the show. But in the other sense is you're, you're thinking of it as minutes, right? So I'm trying to do a one hour show that would fit into a one hour time slot on TV and it already has the commercial breaks in it, which mm -hmm. means we're, we're shooting for 60 minutes. So if the, so if, if there's, yeah, Jesus, I mean, that actually, that turned into, that was one of our most watched episodes recently. So I guess I can't complain, but my God, 
Um, so, you know, if you're going to do meme of the week and a bonus meme and the viewer mail, if you're going to have a monologue segment where you say, oh, you know, do, do we have a picture of Henry Kissinger? And it's a skeleton flaming in hell, you know, whatever. <laughs> right. All that stuff is pre-done. So in a sense, you could say that's scripted. But from a from a timing standpoint, it's like, OK, we're going to do a minute. This is a minute. We're going to play this clip of this retard saying this. That's 30 seconds. And I'm kind of, you know. Because I mean, look, I you know I fancy myself to be a relatively entertaining person, but I'm I I don't do stand up comedy for a living, yeah. you know. So I'm 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 learning on the job as 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 much as anybody, um, and I and I spend way more time producing. I when I say produce, it's pre production. I'm pre producing the show for hours to get ready to do the one hour show where it's just once the once the lights go on, then it's all off the cuff from right. That point. So what. That, Great point because okay, I, I'll just do a little insight. I'm now producing Tower Gang, okay? So uh, that, that may or may not ruin me, but um, you got to, you know, pull those guys away a little bit and let me add a little things here and there. So, mm -hmm. which the, the point of them doing that is they're tired of like trying to read chats, pull things up because it takes away from their ability to just riff. And I think that's exactly right. So what you've at least done is you've done, and, and like me, I could handle this, um, you know, the chat going on here because it's not mm -hmm. out of control. Um, but you know, you get a bigger show and that's, that's definitely the case. So you've done all the pre-programmed. So you're just, my, my question is, would it be even easier for you if Dave took over all this and you just sat there and trust, because it doesn't sound like you're a trusting fellow with this, uh, someone else pushing the buttons, uh, which I completely understand. Andy yeah. has been, I've been giving him access. He hasn't done it. Probably a good thing because he would. Well, okay. So, so how, so how, so this is mine and Dave's relationship. So I pre-produce everything, all the buttons, every single, every single button on here, all the, you know, here's the five or six main jokes in the monologue and here's the corresponding clip or graphic. Here's the memes, you know, whatever, all that stuff is pre-set up. He does hit the buttons. Uh, I, I type up show, show notes for him and I send him the show notes of, you know, the first bit is going to be about, you know, Tyler Yonke. And so and I'll have a bolded, you know, do we have a picture of Tyler Yonke? And then in parentheses, you know, Tyler one uh, and then he'll know that's when to hit that button. He doesn't actually know exactly what the bit's going to be. He just he has the he has a cue card basically of. This is when to be ready for the in. This is the order, whatever. I saw somebody said over there talking about how Fox and Sons bit is scripted. So that's actually a perfect example of it's scripted in the sense that there will be a Fox and Sons ad, but everything in the ad read is totally made up on the spot. That's it. So that's that's actually probably a good microcosm for the show is that we know that there will be a Fox and Sons ad, but it was all done on the spot. Uh, yeah. So when I was on your show, you said something, I asked you if you had a sniffle and you didn't answer that question. Um, no. we should probably just let that go. But, uh, yes. that was a good take that you had of the calling it the sniffle. Uh, uh yeah, but, I, but I, well, well, the other thing I was going to say is like, so from a functionality standpoint, so, I mean, Dave is in Erie, Pennsylvania and I'm in Columbia, Tennessee. Wait, he's How not in your like, closet. I thought he was right. No. Oh. No, he's not even in my state. So we this <laughs> this is the level of nerd that we are is so I'm setting up everything. I do have a stream deck with the buttons like I could just run the show myself, but that's there's you know, that's not any fun. I want to have someone else to yell at and make fun of. Uh, so Dave helps me because I, I want to put my mental bandwidth on the camera. And so that means I need him to take some of the responsibility. So his mental bandwidth is on the buttons. My mental bandwidth is on the audience. 
Um, and so the way we have that done is, is we have like a little, um, uh, virtual desktop, like little we're using like type VNC okay. and he's logged in. So it's, it, it even That's goes deeper was, than that. I was not only about that. Cause, cause you have to, in, in a sense, share OBS and it's, yes. I imagine it's set up with you, not him. Yes. So my okay. OBS is on my primary monitor one. I, I have a couple of different monitors. My primary monitor has OBS so that I can see it. Right. So I'm yeah. seeing a monitor of what we're doing. Right. Um, and then he has multiple monitors set up in one of his monitors. He has my desktop and he, he's logged into type VNC, but then as an extra layer, cause he has a stream deck too. And he doesn't want to have to sit here with a mouse and trying to read. Cause you know how like yeah, a, yeah, a yeah. virtual desktop is a little bit blurry. Yeah, like yeah, he doesn't yeah. want to have to fuck around with that. So he actually has desktop macros set up so that when he clicks this button, it clicks this spot on the screen so that he can use his stream deck in my OBS. Gotcha. So you've, yeah. you're obviously technic, technologically advanced to the point where you're able to do this. A lot of people aren't. And so the, the, the reality is, um, especially if you're going to do a combo show with multiple people, StreamYard is mm -hmm. probably, or Restream or something like that is your best bet. Now, you had said you push things out to Twitch. I did notice, which I thought was fascinating because um, StreamYard, as an example, you can pull in from different places, but really the only comments you can sh show are from either Facebook, uh, I think Twitch does do it, but you do like a restream bot. What's the what's your situation? What are you doing with all that? Okay, so we're so we are using restream, and we're on um, Facebook because you can do that from OBS out to there through restream, yeah. correct? Yeah. Okay. So so OBS streams to an address, and instead of streaming to any one of those, it's streaming to restream, and then restream streams to all yeah. the different addresses. And by the way, Streamyard is not one of those ones that OBS uses. By the way. Yeah. Just a, so, just yeah. So, note. and, and, and by the way, cause we can get into the pros and cons of different things in a second, but just to finish the point on restream is, so we're, we're sending it to restream restreams going to Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, uh, YouTube. Um, we we've done odyssey, but odyssey does not currently have, like it has to be set up as a custom address. Cause odyssey is not currently like on the list of supported platforms. Um, uh, and you know Twitch, Twitch, Twitch is the big one. Uh, and and the what Restream Bot is doing is mostly for the audience. So for the live yeah. audience that's hanging out and talking amongst themselves, as well as saying, you know, Tyler, take your shirt off. Um, they can, if you're on Twitch, you wouldn't be able to see what the people on Facebook are saying, right? But with Restream Bot, it sends the chat to every platform. So yeah, yeah. that's so that way people on different platforms can communicate. So that way, like, you know, if you're a boomer on Facebook and you've always been on Facebook and you just, by God, I refuse to go to Twitch, you can still hang out with the Twitch people. Thanks to restream bot. Uh, that's, that's literally the only, the only function that that has is so that the live audience can see one another. Um, but now as far as the highlighting text goes, like we could set that up. Like, I mean, I can, I can set up a feed where you can either have the chat on screen, like some of these gaming streamers do, or we could, we could highlight, you know, chats or whatever. We don't do that because that's not, it's too late. It's not a yeah, yeah. companion cast. It's a late night talk show yeah. and Letterman ain't showing the audience's chat on the screen. And so, sorry, I'm not doing it either. Sometimes he does talk to the, that'd be the person on the street type of thing. Yeah. Uh, we, we only do that once a year at our, our annual live event. We do yeah. a lot of crazy shit there that I, look, I wish we could do that every week. Right. But that's just, we only get to do it once a year. I, what I, my point though, is uh, that's, that's a great thing. Cause one of the problems, and I, and I am interested in talking about your Twitch audience, 
uh, Rumble, as an example, seems to get good numbers. And I think they're they're trying to mess with the algo a little bit. There's like views and then there's like uh, uh, like engagements. So there's there's a little bit difference in there. Uh, is Twitch messing with those kind of, and by the way, when I, my point on that is uh, you can't really integrate their chat. And if you're getting a big audience over there, um, you can't really integrate it through StreamYard or something like that. So you, OBS would be a perfect way to do that where you just yes. crop the screen, have a little, you know, from the source, boom, 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 you're good to mm -hmm. go. Okay. Your Twitch audience, someone mentioned in here that it was uh, kind of a big deal. And you're saying that's where you're getting a lot of it from. Is it legit audience? Are they having engagement? Is it kind of the algo yes. thing that Rumble is down? Okay. So you're saying, yeah, Tyler, of course I'm a big deal. Yeah, well, so uh, the, the reason why so many people have migrated to Twitch, it's not because I've just mysteriously somehow gotten a bunch of teen to 20 something audience members that are normally hanging out on Twitch. Like they're going to go watch, right. you know, some dude play League of Legends and then watch It's Too Late. It's not that yeah. at all. It's it's people who would have watched on a variety of platforms going to Twitch because the quality is just great. I mean, Twitch is just a really well-run platform. The quality is great. Um, the the latency, that's a big one. The latency is super low. There's a, the different platforms have different latency. Uh, YouTube is usually a bit quicker than Facebook. Facebook tends to be slow. Some of your kind of B-list platforms, like Float's not around anymore, but Float was notorious for Jesus. Like if you said, knock, knock, they would say in chat who's there 35 seconds after you said it. It is very, very long latency. Twitch is super quick. So if, it, if it's a high quality stream and it's very quick, which if it's quick, it makes it that much easier to interact. Right. There's a lot. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. lot fresh engagement that way. And then and then on top of that. So if you actually have people who are genuinely interested in what you do and they're thinking, hey, I'd like to support this program, but I'm, I'm not like I'm not a Patreon person. I don't want to go sign up for somebody's account or whatever. Um, but I'd like to like donate this guy a few dollars. You can do that on Twitch because you can either do it with bits, which is just their currency or uh, Twitch was a, a few. It's I shouldn't say recent it's a few years ago. Now they were bought by Amazon. Now you, there is a Twitch prime sub. If you have an Amazon prime account, you get one free sub called a Twitch prime sub per month. So if you let's say you have 50 okay. people watching the show right now and all 50 of them have Amazon Prime and they don't go to Twitch, they're not watching video gamers play video games. They don't know anything about it, but they have Amazon Prime. That means they're losing a free sub once a month that if they sub to you, it costs them nothing and you get the full amount. Uh. So. So when we first when we first did it, like when we first got on the platform, it was, hey, guys, check out Twitch. I like video games. You should check out Twitch. It's a cool platform. Oh, by the way, if we get X amount of likes and views, we'll be monetized. We got that relatively quickly. And then it was, hey, guys, do you enjoy Twitch? Do you have Amazon Prime? You know, hit that subscribe button and check mark. Use my Twitch for my free Twitch Prime sub. I mean. If, if you make a hundred bucks a month and it's costing the people giving you a hundred bucks a month, zero dollars to do it other than literally two mouse clicks, that's, that's about as easy as it's going to get. Do do you, it, do you advertise to Twitch? In other words, do you say, Hey, do you like barely legal chests watching video games? We've got plenty of, <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. I just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I, it, I mean, we have actually done gaming streams. We, we, okay. for a while, we were doing our, our Monday night uh, community live streams, which right now they're Monday night football because let's right. just face it, football's king. Uh, but we were doing Monday, Monday night community streams where we would play a game. We, either it was me and Dave playing a game, and it's like, watch these two retards try to play this video game. 
uh, or we would do like a co-op thing with the audience or whatever. And actually those, those were pretty fun. If any, if anything, it was, wow, we're putting way too much, like all of a sudden this is becoming a bigger time sink because the actual show it's too late is only on for an hour, but our community live streams on Monday nights were becoming like three, four, five hour marathons. We're <laughs> like, okay, we can't, we can't do this anymore. We're too old. Yeah. Yeah, so let's take a look at this real quick. I, I've got a problem. I went over here today and I, I clicked on this and then this yeah. happened. Um, whoops, hang on. I got, I'm looking at the wrong one. This one. Um, and then I went and clicked on this. It's not doing mm -hmm. it. Oh, it's popping it up. It's, it's, uh, let me, I'll have to screen do this. Sorry. It does it in a pop up. So, but this is what it brings up. Talk to me about this. Oh, I have no idea. You, you could talk to uh, the sorcerer Rob about that. Okay. I'm just wondering why your website's down, or is it me? I do it's not use... down. It's not down. You have to click on the thing. Oh. Back to safety. Can... Advanced. Let me see. Yeah. A proceed to unsafe. It says he, it's unsafe. He, pr he probably has go. it. Yeah. It, it 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 is super unsafe. I wouldn't go there. Uh, you if you click anywhere, if you click anywhere on that page, you're going to get Chinese gambling sites like Bovada. It's <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you're into sports gambling. I, I am. So it's no, cool. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not into sports okay. gambling. I'm not into, uh, gaming. Uh, I do a lot of, uh, stock trading, but, uh, that's a different, that's kind of gambling in a way, but I think it, it's better. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's only better because you're making educated guesses, right? Like you're, it's not, it's not just purely rolling a dice. It's you're, you're using information that you have to make wise investments yeah. To me, sports betting is a lot different than like roulette, right? Because you're making educated guesses rather than, you know, I hope I get 21. Uh, so are you, are you, um, tell me about it. So the way I do, I used to be a day trader. I worked uh, in the stock market a bunch uh, and, uh, but I've transitioned from day trading to what I do now is a, a kind of a conservative, uh, I'll just say I do covered calls almost all extensively. If anybody knows what that is, basically you buy the stock and then you sell options against it. And I just do, I use high volatility stocks that I do this for and I do great. The point is, can you leverage yourself in a betting on sports? Is there any way to, uh, you know, mitigate your, your losses if it's going to happen? Yes, to an extent. So uh, you like because everybody know like, well, I shouldn't say everybody, but, you know, like you think of your most basic bet, take, you know, say Dallas and Seattle last night. So you could just bet on the money line, which team's going to win. Well, betting on the money line for the favorite won't win you a lot of money because they're the favorite. Right. Uh, okay. But betting on the money line against the team that's the underdog will win you a lot more money if you think the underdog will win minus the points. But then there's the point spread. So Dallas won, but they didn't cover. So just FYI. Um, but let, but what my strategy was, is I would do a whole bunch of parlays. So parlays for people that aren't familiar with that is, is you make several bets and you group them together. So say if, if it's a three leg parlay, there's three different bets and you have to get all three, right. If even one of them is wrong, you lose the parlay, but it's, it's, it's a multiplicative factor to how much your winnings would be so it's it's increasing the odds because you're betting on a ton of games uh the biggest miss i ever had is i had a 17 leg parlay i missed it by one and it was the final game and it was college football <laughs> oh man that, so you, you so that was a like seven that was a 17 leg parlay that i put like ten dollars on and if that last game had gone my way i would have won seventeen thousand uh, dollars that's a, that's a good outcome it's for a little bit of, yeah so, so, I mean, think of it this way. Like if you're, if you're the kind of person that's going to go spend five or $10 on a scratch off and a scratch off is again, there's, there's 
there's no skill to it. You're scratch. Well, I mean, unless you're a quadriplegic, there's a little skill. Um, but but you have no idea. Yeah. It's it's pure RNG, as the yeah. kids would say. Whereas with the with a parlay, it's like okay, I'm gonna say uh, yeah, Dallas on the money line. I'm gonna say uh, 49ers. Uh, or I'm going to I'm going to take the Eagles plus the points over the 49ers this weekend. And I'm going to say uh, Michigan beats Iowa, but Iowa covers the spreads. And there's my three leg parlay because it can be different sports. I mean, technically, college and NFL are different sports. That's you can be it can be all whatever the website will allow. Um, my first my first thing I say to people is, is only bet in the things you 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 know, like don't don't throw money on a fight because you think the fighter's cool. You're the biggest idiot in the world if you do that. <laughs> right. In fact, that's what Vegas is, is counting on, right? Is yeah. they just want all that action. Right. Um, but uh, bet in parlays. If you bet in larger parlays, you can bet very small amounts of money and win a lot should you win. And if you lose, it's like, oh, no, I lost $5. It's the end of the world. Gotcha. Um, which you would <laughs> never see me do. You would never see me betting many hundreds or thousands of dollars on individual outcomes, no matter how sure I am. I never did that. I would bet on you know, maybe five or six games per week and put a very modest sum, like I'm talking like 20 bucks on a game. And the, and the winnings I would win from that would be enough to fuel the parlays. It'd be like, oh, I won 40 bucks last week in, in over 20 games. I won 40 bucks, you know, you know, big spender here. But I would take that $40 and be like, here's a $5 parlay of only college games. Here's a $5 parlay of NFL games. Here's another $5 parlay of my my top few picks of both college and pro put together um you know and and I would and I would mix and match them like that so as as far as the reason I bring up the parlays is is talking about like hedging your bets he, and I, an example of hedging your bets and this is something I failed to do because I was literally at, at dinner with my girlfriend so it's it's really her fault if you think about it is True. if you have a 17 leg parlay and you are 16 and 0 with one game remaining the smart thing to do would be if they allow you to just cash it in at a significantly reduced sum, but you don't take that last game, you do it because it's it's money in the bank, right? right? right. It's like a deal. It's like deal or no deal. You know, you're playing deal or no deal, um, or you you bet against yourself. So you'd be like, well, if I'm going to win ten grand if I win this parlay, then I'll bet like a thousand dollars on that last game going against me. Gotcha. Uh, by the way, uh, it, it's not far different than uh, trading and stock trading and day trading and whatnot, which is um, one, uh, do you keep track of all these wins and losses type of mm -hmm. thing? And then knowing when to get out is just the yes. same with dating or sex. Knowing when to get mm -hmm. out is often <laughs> better than, uh, you know, staying in and for the long haul, which you get next thing you know, you got a child on the way and you weren't you didn't even know this lady. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. but I mean, you know, like some of the harder things I've done with uh, trading was pulling the trigger, um, for a win that you were, you know, it could have gone up sometimes, sometimes people don't pull them on the downside either. Right. You've got to take those losses and know when to get out. Like you said, mm -hmm. make that bet against yourself just to, cause the worst thing you could do is be this guy. Have you heard of the show called better off dead? It's with this guy named toad. He does. <laughs> he's a degenerate <laughs> a gambler. Uh, that's yeah. what you don't, that's what you want to protect against. I would imagine. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Okay. So, you know, the, by, by the way, we did our, we did our monthly sports ball episode on it's too late this week. And, yeah. uh, we were talking about that Josh Giddy guy, the guard from, for the Air, uh, Oklahoma city thunder. He's a 21 year old dude from Australia that got drafted to the NBA 
and he's currently being investigated for some improper contact with right. a minor, right. a girl who was allegedly 17. But I was I was actually thinking about you when we when we when we wrote this little bit down, which was because the the uh, they don't know if it happened in California or Oklahoma, but in Oklahoma, the age of consent is 16. But but my statement was, and I'm sure the lawyer in the room would appreciate it, uh, but also the, the 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 man and the father in the room is this. This is my advice to the young fellows out there. If you're having to Google what the age of consent is in your state, <laughs> she's too young. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. it. Don't even worry right. about what the age right. is. She's too young. Uh, um, by the way, I, I wanted to talk about my wife brought this uh, talk to me today and I'm like, I've got to remember to talk to Alan about this. And I totally blew my mind i forgot about it until just now so here it is okay she, perfect my she loves uh crime podcasts so she's of course mm -hmm. listening to one called love and murder or and, and what and she's as she always says it's like it's always an affair and next thing you know, okay so it's this guy he's he's uh in full-on adult uh he's messing around with this 15 year old girl obviously mm -hmm. a problem probably not age of consent in their state uh parents probably you know, yeah um, he's already he's already a one time um, uh, violator, so he mm -hmm. you know whatever. Uh, but they stay in contact privately because she's fifteen and crazy. So next thing you know, she's seventeen. He of course lives with his mom. Shocker there, everything's falling mm -hmm. into place as you would write it um, from an yep. easy perspective. Uh, so she goes over to his house. His mom's in the way, so they kill her. Okay, they kill his mom. Now he's got an ankle bra bra uh, monitor on. He doesn't mm -hmm. take the monitor off and they hightail it to Mexico. Well, you're able to find him because he's got an ankle monitor on. So the police go down there. I guess they coordinate with the federales and they pick him up. Now, they're charging them both with murder, obviously, and then him with an, you know, additional things of sex with a minor. Mm -hmm. They charge her with uh, uh, murder, but they're going to take her to court and, and charge her as an adult. She's 17. She's mm -hmm. murdering. We're going to charge you as an adult. And this guy, he brings this up. Now he's dumb enough to leave the ankle bracelet on. And he goes, hang on a second. She's too young for me to have sex with consensually at 17, but she's old enough to be charged as an adult for murder. Mm -hmm. Why these don't, these don't work together. And I'm like, you know, yeah. he's got a good point. Alan, what do you yeah. think? Yeah. So I agree with that. I mean, I, I, I can understand that if these were totally separate incidents involving different people then it's yeah, not so problem. much of a controversy but the fact that it's it's all a part of the same circumstances then yeah you can't have your cake and eat it too uh that that does remind me i'm not i'm not going to name the names of the people that are that are involved but i someone i know very well had an in-law who uh their in-law was a part of a nationwide manhunt this was through four years ago now i think uh, like the type of thing where it's on Dateline NBC and all this kind of crap where it's it's the it's the classic tale of homely older uh, school teacher who's a male um, gets seduced. We're, we're really going to put yeah. some weight on that word by this <laughs> whatever 16 year old girl who, oh, she's got a troubled family life and and they abuse her and she's been raped by her uncles and, and whatever. And so she runs to him for support slash protection. And then one thing leads to another and she's sucking his dick too. Right. Yeah. So uh, so they do the same thing. They, they didn't kill his wife. So at least at least she's got that going for her. Well, this is um, this guy's mom. Or, yeah, yeah. They didn't kill his wife, but they do flee like they they run away since they're now apparently in love. Not only is he pro protecting her from her abusive family, but he's now with her. 
So they go across the country. They wind up somewhere near the West Coast, and then they make a break for it down, down towards Mexico. And they they very nearly, they very nearly got there. But what ends up happening is is that so he, um, the the biggest thing that he like the first charge, and you know a whole lot more about this than me, is is the trafficking of her across state lines, right? Like that's yeah, the yeah. first thing is he's he's taking an unsupervised minor that's not his guardianship or whatever across state lines um which is like so that was the first one and then the next one is obviously the presumption that there was a sexual contact which uh my understanding of it is is that so if if she's actually part a willing I'm, i'm not getting into age of consent but i'm saying if she's willing if she's a willing party to the whole fleeing the state part of things and whatever and then, but then he says, "Oh, I never touched her." How how do they prove that he touched her? At that point, like it's well, almost that they're just assuming that there was a sexual affair. Yeah. And and by the way, this is uh, part and parcel for the the DAs to do, which is, or and it could be fed right because it's uh, cross mm-hmm. state lines. Yes, uh, yes, yeah. Which is you overcharge them, and then you hope that they make a plea deal. And mm-hmm. that's typical. I mean, you see this all the time, you know, like one is a resisting arrest and it's like, uh, okay, but what was the underlying charge? And then, you know, mm-hmm. it's just a, a, a additional things that they're able to so, glom onto. So, so the, the final bit of drama with his thing. So, you know, big shocker, he, he originally was going to court and he is had this the some... basketball guy or the, no, this is the, the this the is the in-law. Uh, is he go the basketball guy? Apparently, is not going to get in any any trouble. Well, but I want to. I don't want to get off of that one yet. Like he was getting off, yeah. which is I saw the video of her like on TikTok, mm-hmm. and it's like at some point you do have to say, yeah, but did you see what she was wearing? <laughs> did you yeah. see the moves? Well, okay. <laughs> Look, I know this is going to sound super bad for the people who think everyone They're, should go on a wood chipper, but right. he but is he's twenty one. He's not like a th- he's right. not LeBron James at like yes. thirty eight or forty. Good he's twenty one. Um, and he's from a different culture, so who knows? Maybe they rape. What kids culture is that? Australia. He's Australian. Oh, oh didgeridoo, uh, my man, or something. Yeah. So, so he's twenty-one. She's presumably a high school junior, which would be seventeen, I guess. And eighteen's a high school senior. Ish. So, yeah. so I'm not saying that that's a good thing. I'm just saying we've heard way worse than that in in the annals of I've, of I, statutory. I've had way worse than that. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I went to grad school in Colorado and I'm working at because I'm I'm going to school. I'm working and uh, I was working at a yogurt place serving yogurt across mm -hmm. the street from a sorority. Let me tell you, that's the way to go, Uh, because at the time they all wanted their their fat free yogurt, whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, This girl comes in and I'm like, okay, another sorority girl and she's flirting with me. And then she comes in like she wants she's going to her high school prom or she was literally like 16 and did not look at. Now, luckily, nothing happened. But I'm also I was shocked. Am I supposed to get ID? You know, I was young. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So 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 the the final bullet point of the the in law thing is is that so they go to court and it ends up having a whole thing if he had a lawyer and then the lawyer I, I don't know I guess lawyers can just leave the case or whatever when if they decide that they're they're yeah. they're done. Um, but the she ends up being committed like she's insane. I know it's super. It's super shocking to hear that the girl's nuts. Right. Um, I was just gonna say, but you said girl. I, I yeah, exactly. That was already so. But but she but she's clinically nuts as opposed to just being a woman. Um, yeah, lawyers are gay like that. Uh, but so 
but she's the only like she's the only key witness that the prosecution has against the dude is the girl but the girl has been declared mentally unfit so what is the case so well, they still have the taking her over state lines and that's not a that's not a small thing but they really don't have anything else right because so you, you look this is a this is a and then some depends on what state they'll have as an example um you you often have it difficult for a da to uh come in and, and you know people say press charges you don't get a press charges you're not the district attorney the da does this okay so mm -hmm. shut up with your thing you can press the issue with the da and then they may or may not take it up the point is the DA comes in and they're going to um, prosecute if they don't have a witness or the witness, you know, that's why you have the old mob story. Yeah. You kill the witness. Now they're not there. Uh, mm -hmm. But I will say there, they, they do have um, some like domestic violence. Uh, some of these other rape issues where they will take the case and they will not, not necessarily force the person to testify because that's not going to work. Uh, but they will kind of like hearsay statements that they're allowed to do for these situations. So, which I think is shitty. So if the person, but their idea is, oh, this person's under duress. You're going to force them to testify. They're not going to testify for their own safety. Okay. Well then that's the way it is. But, um, that is probably, uh, so in this case, one, they would have to deem whether she's competent or not. I don't know if you watched our show on Miss uh, Shabusiness, but, uh, she was, <laughs> I don't know. Do you know that story at all? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, same. I mean, her idea, she pled uh, guilty, but then they had to go through sentencing and determine whether she was even competent to, to say that or not. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, the whole competence and she was clearly out of her mind, but it was best to say that she was competent so you can put her down. Uh, that may be the situation with this one. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, go, go back uh, so, to the young. Okay. Yeah. Finish so, it, yeah. so, the, so the moral of the story here is, is just don't fuck kids. Uh, and, uh, OBS is the best streaming software, uh, for podcasters. Um, and if you have huge winnings on a parlay, uh, bet against yourself on the last leg. That's it. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Let me, let me, I want to play, um, let's see here if I can find a, a little clip I wanted to play for you, Mr. Mosley. Okay. What do you got coming up? Anything, uh, you know, exciting coming up here in the future? Uh, well, we're, we're in the holiday season. So we're, we do our Christmas episodes at this time of year, which has kind of become an annual thing where we've, we've changed all the, the graphics and the bumpers to be holiday friendly. We'll, we'll sing some songs and we've got a musical guest coming up. Um, so Scott Horton was our, uh, was our Thanksgiving guest and Tom Woods is our Christmas episode guest. Oh, good. So I, I did get Tom to finally, uh, react to me. I got help from Pete Quinones. Tom is going okay. to come on my show. I did this horrendous eight episode. I don't know if you're aware yes. of this. Yeah. I, yes, I yeah. saw it. Yeah. Okay. Um, which uh, I really actually enjoyed. So if no one else watched it, whatever, I ended up doing a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And but so my thing with Tom is going to get kind of talk to him about because he's going to come on here. You just have to make time. Talk to him about some of these seminal, you know, interviews. And I will go back because Alan I didn't feature yours on there on the on the review but i will go back and maybe i'll talk to him about maybe i'll play some clips now that we've got this so yeah he'll probably i don't know he'll probably curse at me see tom woods is is a funny guy because he's he's generally like he, he's kind of mellowed a little bit in in recent years but for a long time he was generally known as the guy that like he's he's a square right he's a straight shooter he ne he never swears he doesn't drink he's just this really like all like affable nice guy no my friends i have multiple video <laughs> video clips of him calling me a bastard and a son of a bitch 
And uh, so, I mean, obviously, that's just a goldmine for me as far as as my advertising goes. Uh, um, oh, go ahead. No, yeah. So I, I I've pulled the best out of Tom Woods. I, I can confidently say by by getting him to swear. It's mostly about my retarded food questions. The last time he was on, I asked him if if you have two lasagnas and you stack one lasagna on top of the other, <laughs> is it still two lasagnas or is it now just a single lasagna? This guy goes into like a fucking 15 minute rant about the Italian language and how so actually it's this. And of course, I hit him with the X button and say, nobody wants to hear that retarded <laughs> crap anymore, Tom. I think he called me a son of a bitch. I don't remember. Right, right, right. Uh, so I, I look at my intro. I have him uh, saying, um, you know, I think the S shit. Uh, and I have another clip of him, and it's on one of my other intros uh, where he says, uh, bitch. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I had that, and I was going to look and see if I could find the, the, the comment here, but I, I just won't play it. Okay, let's, let's just go to this, because this, this okay. to me was fascinating. I don't know if you've, you probably saw this. Um, but I have seen it, this, yeah. Okay, so evidently this is a mermaid in some sort of mm -hmm. thing. I don't know how long she'd been swimming down there, um, but let's uh, – oh, something. Oh, there's a, there's a big fish. She, she has trouble pulls off oh, okay <laughs> what do you what do you, any anything you want to say about this i i think it you know there's the whole thing about uh black mermaids i think this kind of mm -hmm. answers that question doesn't it yeah it, it yeah it really does I actually i actually hadn't seen that the one i saw was the oh. one where the mermaid's farting and everyone can see oh. the the <laughs> bubbles coming okay out. well well what uh, do you think of this one now uh, that it's, it's so satisfying when things are exactly how you think they would be. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. No, that's it. That that's, that's, oh, that's okay. my entire review is it's so satisfying when things are exactly how you think they would be. <laughs> okay. Now what about this one? This is a little different one. I don't know if you've seen this one. Uh, even watching this, uh, disturbs me. Oh my. It's an airplane. Everybody. She said, sorry. Just blows out on the floor. Okay. Uh, any comments about that? Evidently, she. I never listened to it. This is the first time I've listened to. It. I've seen it a few times. Uh, yeah. I thought she had taken a duke there, but uh, evidently, she just was going pee. That was a really fast pee for someone who needed to pee so bad they couldn't hold it. I tend to think very good point. Uh, I tend to think that she didn't actually go. She was threatening. She was. It's like yeah. holding a gun in someone's face. Uh, this might yeah. be even worse. Yeah. What do you think about that? How would you feel if some uh, unattractive, larger lady like that just uh, used mm -hmm. her vagina as a weapon? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, obviously we can't. We can't. I mean, this is a society, so we clearly can't have that i mean was the plane actually in the air or are they sitting on the tarmac that that's a huge difference i mean if they're that, sitting on the tarmac she has to be thrown from the door onto the tarmac uh I, if they're actually I, in yeah, the I air then she has to be uh wrestled to the ground and i mean a branded and b held in confinement until <laughs> until they get to an airport Right. Um, the the fact that she she said sorry, you guys, but then reacted the way she reacted when there was you know public protest to what she was doing tells me that she, I don't think she actually was very sorry. Uh, good point. Okay, so um, Fort wants to show the uh, the burger. Have you seen my edit of this by any chance? It got almost two hundred thousand views on Twitter. 
I'm not gonna. Let me see if I can find this. Maybe I'll I'll do that. Um, you know the the not uh, not real chick. Yeah, yeah, the ideal woman. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you if you saw my edit of that one. No, no I don't I'm, think so. What do you mean, ideal woman? Is she the ideal woman? Is that what you're saying? Oh, at, at, no, she she's number two now. Now I've got a clip of some Korean chick that's the new ideal woman. Why is she the ideal woman? <laughs> Look, I can. She she is the poster child for I can fix her. Okay. That that's a whole running gag we have on the show of every single time I highlight, you know, and and here's news from Bumblefuck, Wisconsin, where this crazy bitch did this thing. If she's hot, it's I can fix her. I gotcha. Okay. Look, I, I, it's it's going to be easier for me to fix the girl who's seeing the lizard people on the airplane than it's going to be for me to fix like a, a a head half shaven commie girl from college. True. Okay. Let me see if um let me see if I could play this here. Uh, I did this. Okay. Uh, sorry, everyone. Uh, it was asked for, so I have to play it now. I'm getting the f off, and there's a reason why I'm getting the f off, and everyone can either believe it or they cannot believe it. I don't give two f but I am telling you right now, that mother f that mother f back there is not real. And you can sit on this plane, and you can die with them or not. I'm not going to. Take that bitch off the plane! Okay, so. <laughs> <That> was, <laughs> uh, yeah, as Magoo says, I'm playing my greatest hits. Uh, that's true. Uh, that one that one blew up on Twitter, I must say. We were I, I I had seen this and I'm like, oh, I've got and I was starting to text Andy. I'm like, I've got to have something where she looks back and it's like Santa Claus. It was something I was trying to figure out what it was, and I was gonna what do you need to have? And then I go on this group chat I'm in and Cole, Tower Gang Cole or Fat Dave, he goes Something about the the um, the Burger King guy, and I'm like, oh my god! I'd already had it ready to go, in, and I used DaVinci Resolve for my editing stuff, and I just mm -hmm. grabbed that, threw it in there, posted it up, and then Dicky tried to post something, and he was too late, and his wasn't as good. So, it, it, you know, sometimes it's all just the the timing, and you need uh, like your your Dave guy. Um, you got to have someone to give you an inspiration. Yeah, exactly. See that's see that's that's the beautiful thing. Like like with Dave, I mean sometimes you know every now and then we'll have a little technical glitch, but of course I can always say it's Dave's fault and that's part of the shtick. But you know sometimes we don't. It's it's not actually a technical glitch. It's just we it's it's God forbid I say slightly pre-planned because it's it's again it's it's part of the shtick. You have to you have to keep your recurring things going every now and then because when you when you have new people come to the show that haven't seen it before, you know they're gonna step in and say what the fuck did I just watch. So you, you know, you have to have, you, you have to have those, like, you have to revisit your stick every now and then. Actually, exactly. Um, did you see that Elon Musk, um, the go fuck yourself thing? Yes. Yeah. Did you see the uh, edit with, uh, you want to be a millionaire or, 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 or the millionaire video? Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Show? Uh -huh. uh, yeah. I can't find it right now. So we're not going to really go into it. I'm going to play one more for you. We're going to get a little bit more serious here. So okay. uh, we'll just do one more. I could play the the Elon go fuck yourself one, but I think we're going to skip that. We're going to show this other one here. Of, uh, ben Shapiro. This has been interesting Ugh. to me lately, um, and we don't need to get to politics, but um, the the Blaze uh, put up a thing of Dave Smith uh, interviewing, um, I think it was Tucker Carlson, and, and they yep. called him a, mm -hmm. an inter interviewer. Okay. And, yeah. then, and, and Dave Smith has been on with, specifically with Glenn Beck, multiple times i think at least three and i've ripped them all down and and posted them up just the two of them in, in an interview together like in a show mm -hmm. 30 minutes for one 45 for another another one was like 20 minutes um and so 
Glenn Beck's obviously the biggest thing at that network, and Dave Smith's been on their mobile. They call him an interviewer. Now, this is Ben Shapiro. He goes on here, and he, he tends to... Now, Dave Smith has been on Rogan, what, seven, eight times? Yeah, a bunch. What, what yeah. are the odds that Ben Shapiro doesn't know who Dave Smith is? Relatively relatively none. He knows who Dave Smith is. All right, good point. So let's let's take a listen. There are people on the right who are who are simultaneously doing much the same thing. There's like a group on the libertarian right who, who sound very much like Noam Chomsky on the left, who sound very much like Bernie Sanders on foreign policy. Yeah. I, I, By the way, I'll just say he's absolutely right. Uh, but there's also people like Ben Shapiro who sound just like the college kids, uh, all mm -hmm. woke and, and concerned about your feelings and your safe spaces right now currently. Would, would you agree to that? Yeah, well, Ben Shapiro is perfectly in league with the kind of corporate Republican that you see like getting booed every time they go out in public. If they're outside of their own constituency, they're being booed at all like public events and sporting events and stuff. And Ben Shapiro is in lockstep with them, and he doesn't understand why conservatism is failing. It just doesn't, he doesn't grasp it at all. A, a great point. Okay, let's keep going. I don't know what to make of that other than they're just wrong. So Tucker Carlson yesterday... He, uh, he did a show with a comedian, uh, and, um, and this comedian, I guess, is a libertarian. And Tucker Carlson <laughs> was talking with this guy, and this guy started ripping into William F. Buckley, and it led to this kind of odd exchange. Whatever this atrophy in, like, the intelligence of the American people, it's I think it's accelerating. I mean, it's a uh, – look, and again, just like you said, I'll disclaimer as well. I'm talking about people who I don't necessarily like. Like, I view Bill Buckley as one of, like, the great villains of the 20th century. I think he couldn't, ruined – I couldn't yes. agree more. <laughs> yes. But but he was a clearly very – also CIA, by the way. But he was also a very intelligent guy and witty and was not speaking down – to his audience and and like again, again Tucker's a super talented broadcaster and I think Tucker's a smart guy. I'm just wondering why like I would love for him to explicate why he thinks Bill Buckley was one of the worst forces of the 20th century. Like that'd be good to know. I mean Bill Buckley was the most prominent conservative of the 20th century. Now, Tucker may not like National Review right now. He certainly liked writing for them back in the 90s sometimes, but he 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 may not like them right now. That's fine. He doesn't have to agree with the editors over at National Review. I, I'm just wondering why Buckley there are people on the right. Okay, so hmm. my question right away is, uh, I see this, and I know uh, Ben's a, he, he's got a, a law degree, but I don't know if he's ever really practiced. It's interesting that his, he says uh, about Buckley, I would like to know why he thinks this, but he doesn't put forth why Buckley is deserved of uh, accolades or being the good guy. You know, basically, Tucker's saying he's the bad guy. He just says he's a good guy because he's a conservative. It's like a declarative statement. You don't say because mm -hmm. and then use any facts. I'm a little frustrated with that. Anyway, I'm just curious to your take on this. Well, okay. So in the very beginning of that video where he says that, so he equates like the libertarian right slash the things that are being discussed in this interview between Dave and, and Tucker Carlson. He equates those with Noam Chomsky and Bernie Sanders, which Bernie Sanders has sold out so many times. I'm not sure his right. name it belongs in that and Noam Chomsky is old as shit and he's been wrong on some things too but let's let's think of old old Noam Chomsky old as in before now not old old right, right. um but okay so that's fine you're equating these things together because you know your red meat conservative base is going to say raw that means they're bad those guys are on the left but he also makes the statement immediately after that of well I I I don't really I don't really know what they're getting at other than to say they're they're just wrong 
like, okay, so what you're saying is, is that if you just purely like you couldn't steal man it. Ben Shapiro is openly admitting that he cannot steel man the position that Dave Smith has. But Ben Shapiro is it would also be the kind of person who would sit on his conservative neocon high horse by saying, well, conservatives are smarter than liberals because we can explain the liberal position. We just know it's wrong. But the liberals don't even understand us. What the fuck did he just say? He said the same thing. Here, let me pull this up here, because remember about you just said that. um, And yes, one of my uh, albums is Toad Left because he's always leaving a group chat. Ben Shapiro uh, talks about the vaccine. In other words, get the vaccine dopes. That's exactly what Noam Chomsky was saying as well. Okay, he was on that. So it blows my mind. Like you think Dave Smith or, you know, uh, Ben Shapiro just came out and was about Malay and was talking good about him. Great. But that's. You only like him, Ben, because he got elected and you should like him, but you only you don't understand that he's an anarcho capitalist at heart and he's going to agree with maybe uh, Chomsky on a few little items here and there. But it doesn't mean that mm-hmm. he takes everything in. Right. Ben Shapiro mm-hmm. wants this uh, vaccine. So so did uh, Chomsky. Therefore, what they're they're lockstep with each other. Right. Yeah, so if I were doing the exact same monologue Ben just did, I would say that, well, you have Ben Shapiro and others on the neocon right who are in lockstep with people like Noam Chauncey and Bernie Sanders on uh, forced vaccinations of the unwilling and having them deplatformed and fired from their jobs. Like, I, like <laughs> it's it's literally the exact same thing. It's not, it's not even a loose analogy. It's completely right, and I'm so tired of that. I, I, I involved myself in that much, uh, much of my life when I was uh, more, more right wing and GOP. I said those things about Jimmy Carter because he said things uh, about, you know, the Palestinians should have rights. And I'm like, ah, anti-Semitic. And it's an easy thing because then you don't have to argue about anything. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just like, oh, I, he's a Nazi equivalent. And therefore, yeah. I don't have to listen to anything he says. Oh, what do um, you. Uh, speaking of that, I mean, goodness knows that resolutions in Congress mean absolutely nothing at all. But what do you think about that one recently where part of the pl- part of the platform was uh, criticizing I- Israel as anti-Semitic and the only no vote was Thomas Massey? Uh, once again, Massey is proving to be uh, a guy of principle, which he just he's such an outlier. I mean, everyone else is is not even close. His hmm. stance, I, I thought it was great because, yeah, you can it's the most ridiculous thing. It's the only country that you can uh, say, I don't agree with them. And you are suddenly a Nazi. It's, it's, yeah. or, well, you know what? I shouldn't say that because before you'd say, look, I don't think we should send our money over to uh, Ukraine. And people are like, Oh, what are you a Putin puppet? Okay. Well, okay. At least well, and, and speaking of that, like I'm, I'm not like naming any names, but I know that there are people that call themselves like, uh, post-libertarians or post-conservatives or or flat out they just think they're fascists who think that well you know thomas massey sitting on principle is actually a bad thing because he's going to be sitting on principle all the way to the you know the boxcars i get what they're saying it's not that i don't understand their argument what i would counter with is that but doesn't somebody have to be leading by example like like you have to at least have one person in the entire stratosphere that is a beacon of what you should aspire to, even if that's not what you think yeah. is the right thing for you to do right now. So, and, and Massey's the only one. I mean, who else is there? Who else is there in in the actual mainstream conservatism that is on his level? Can you name one? No, you cannot. And uh, uh, Talib. No, I'm just kidding. Um, 
maybe it's better on some things i mean <laughs> but by the way the post libertarian thing cracks me up because they are all almost you know trad con or or catholic con or whatever it is or trad cath mm -hmm. type of thing right and you're telling me that if uh, push came to shove and you were going to be you know burned at the stake for uh, are you a, you believe in god and and people you know like and that's the issue that mm -hmm. you would feel like that you're supposed to stand up for this uh, or eternal damnation, you wouldn't be uh, sacrificed for that. Now it's suddenly, oh, the boxcar, really? You big pussy. You could, you're going to be in the boxcar for standing up for your principles, even though that's your religion. Mm -hmm. So those don't really work for me. I, and I get, where, I'm totally agreeing with what you're saying there. So, um, well, it's like, so, so you have like rock, paper, scissors, right? So imagine the triangle of you have like capital L libertarian. Like they, they, they are politically active, but they're libertarians, i.e. they're losers and they'll never win anything. And those people would Bad not political. like Thomas Massey because he's a sellout, right? Because he, yeah. he'll, he'll use the word libertarian when it suits him. But, but the fact that he could even get elected means that he's not going to stand on principle. Like, oh, he actually acquiesced and voted for something. Therefore he's not one of, one of us. And then the, and then Massey, the traditional conservative would say, well, I'm going to stand on principle and I actually have to win elections in order to have a vote at all. So I'm not listening to your bullshit. And then the next, and then the other plank of the, the trifecta is, so this post-libertarian cath trad person would say that, well, what Massey is saying uh, that, you know, they're, they're going to stand on his principles all the way to the boxcar. Uh, he's not willing to fight against, you know, the left, the way that they're going to fight with him. Uh, so, you know, that, so, so that, that means that politics isn't, you know, the politics isn't working. We got to figure out other ways to do things, which then comes back around, but then they'll criticize the LP people for saying that, well, look, you're doing things outside of the mainstream, but you'll never get elected. Well, okay. I'm sorry. Right. Then all of you. Yeah. Yeah. And so what do you, what do you say about that with, uh, Malay getting elected, um, as an ANCAP? I know it's Argentina, mm -hmm. but you know, this, this, uh, um, post-libertarian thing was like, look, it's all about power. Okay. It's all about yeah. power. It's all about elections. Let's go get uh, a nice guy in Texas elected to a local thing. Oops, that didn't work, but it's all about power. Now Malay gets elected. Mm -hmm. Is that mean that can you now say uh, he's living in Ancapistan in Argentina? I mean, th isn't that what you wanted? I don't. Is this a problem yeah. now? I, I don't know. Is it? Well, the, you know, because there, there's two sides. I'm open to all this, by the way. I don't really give a shit. But yeah. Um, what? Well, which, by the way, I just want to say as a quick aside before talking about talking about Millet is the fact that you said, you know, we're going to get serious for a second. We're going to talk, you know, not to get too deep into politics. So that's a beautiful thing. I love talking about politics in a situation like this, precisely because I've I've. 90% removed it from it's too late. It's it's not that I don't still yeah, enjoy yeah, yeah. like I still write. I still write stuff and it's politically motivated. Um I just don't do it on it's too late cuz it's it's boring and worthless. Uh <laughs> but 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 I but I do still love it. But anyway, about Mele is there's there's two sides to the coin. On the one side is it's that you know, don't you know, take, take a win, right? Like, you know, don't, don't yeah, turn yeah. a victory into a defeat by being right. said, Oh, he's not going to be able to accomplish X, Y, and Z. Uh, Oh, he's not a real whatever. Oh, that's just Argentina. That's not here. Um, I, I do definitely think that it shows that. So, so, I mean, it's proof of concept, right? Like I'm not saying that what, what happened in Argentina is going to happen in the United States, right. like in 2024 or anything. I'm not saying that. 
but what I am saying is that you can have a because Argentina, like, like, let's be fair, they're way worse off than we are. Mm, uh, for right. all the complaints we might have about America, where do you want to go live? You, yeah. you don't want to go live in Argentina. Nope. Like, let's be real. Uh, so they have it way worse off than us. And you actually see a, a mass of people reach the breaking point where they say, okay, the, the, the next line is, is we start dragging people out of their houses and cutting their throats. Before we try that, let's try electing somebody different. So I'm like, hey, you know, cool. Let's go for that. And uh, in a so, place it was uh, form, it's very socialist, um, you know, mm -hmm. elections. And I'm yeah. also like, it's Argentina. Let's give it a shot. What's it going to hurt me? By, by the way, I would also point out as 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 an ad totally, I mean, I shouldn't say totally, off of the political angle of it is he's also been very um, critical of the pope i mean the pope right. is a fucking commie right now right um they probably have been commies for a while but uh the the pope is a commie and he was openly critical of the pope in a country that is overwhelmingly traditional catholic and he still got elected so that tells you that there's a lot of there's there's a lot of angles to this of people that are upset with the status quo right um, my, my my brother-in-law's from argentina and he was just uh he lived there till he was like 10 or 11 12 something like that uh he just went back because his parents were down there and um, so I was just talking to him over Thanksgiving and he it, very interesting conversations with people in the cab. Uh, he's talking about the the finances, you know, the, the great, the, the blue market, they call it. And, and Tucker Carlson had kind of mentioned that. Uh, so, OK, no I'm laughing. But... I'm laughing because Magoo's autism needs to be addressed. So so it is plugged in. Otherwise, I'm actually tele I'm actually communicating telepathically with Tyler right now. So the, the, the cables right here, it goes in. It's it's it goes inside here. Yeah, I know that that's a weird concept for you, Magoo, but it goes in. It goes in. Uh, tell um, me about your. Uh, it's a sure mic. What's your uh, mic stand? What kind of mic stand is that? Uh, I mean, I don't even know what what brand okay, it is. But it's, it, just it, boom, it's just a boom. It's just a boom arm. Yeah, it's just a boom arm. There's the. It's a sure SM7B. Uh, there's the boom arm. The cable comes out the other end of the boom arm, and it's in the. I have a similar, I, I don't know, how to, I'm going to do a thing behind the scenes one day where I just film like my little studio thing, what I do, my process. Mm -hmm. I think that'd be kind of interesting. I don't know. Uh, we actually about, talked about that. We actually yeah. talked about that once I doing a like how on how it's made version of it's too late. But we 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 never did it because I, I, I'm i I'm stuck in between a I think it would genuinely be cool. People could see, wow, they put a lot into the show uh, versus B. I, maybe people actually just don't give a shit and I should stop complaining. No, I, I personally, I, I enjoy those kind of things. You know, I watch a lot of like you're talking about I've learned OBS as a matter of fact, you know, years ago and I, I was revisiting it uh, this mm -hmm. last week. Um, so all the, you know, the tech stuff, I've been into all that and it's interesting to me. And by the way, those videos get views. So yeah. uh, why not do it? Uh, let's talk yeah. real quick and then we'll, we'll head out here. It's I don't know it's been a little over an hour, but people are still a little gigging. I don't know. What's the score of the game? Somebody. Uh, Washington, know, Oregon. Um, but. Let me let me say this. You talked about writing. You talked about some of the. Are you, you're involved with the Tenth Amendment Center as well? Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. I I am involved with the Tenth Amendment Center. So I would say that I I work with the Tenth Amendment Center. I think Bolden would say he is a uh, a a former contractor, no longer associated. No, I'm I'm just kidding. Bolden Bolden is such is such a nice guy. I love working with the Tenth Amendment Center because they're just great great people. Um, and, and by the way, that's, that's really, I, I mentioned that because that's something that I, one of the reasons why I don't do a libertarian podcast anymore. It's not that I'm, I haven't changed. I'm still me with the same views and principles that I've always had. Um, but I think a couple of things are really important. A, 
I don't think that I I don't think I can tell you what the libertarian position is on something. I'm 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 not I'm not the grand grand wizard of the KK libertarian. So I can't tell you what what is and what isn't. But what I think I can do is I can just do a good show. And if it's a good show and you walk away thinking, hey, that's a pretty good show, then you might also think, hey, it's cool that a libertarian does a good show right. as opposed to I'm telling you what to think. Right. Um, but uh, and and so, yeah, maybe maybe I will will rethink the uh, the the how it's made thing. Um, but uh, where was that? What was your last question? Well, was I was in, I, I'm also interested about the Tenth Amendment Center. I, I really OK, yeah. Done... So, so the Tenth Amendment Center. So Tenth Amendment Center, which has been around, I think they just had their like 17 year anniversary because Bolton's wow. been running this thing for almost 20 years, uh, almost almost the whole time out of his apartment in L.A. And he recently moved to Irvine. Um, but he's running it out of his apartment. Of course, his right hand man, Mike Meharry, is one of my best friends in the world, yeah. does sports ball with me, you know, comes to the live events. Um, he's the national communications director, which, by the way, everyone just makes up a title. Bolden says, think of a title that would be cool and I'll endorse it if anyone ever asks. So, of course, Mike is obviously the national communications director. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a database admin and policy researcher which is a really complicated way of when Bolden says, hey, can you type this really quick? I say, yes, sir. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I've written articles that have been published by TAC. I do bill reports. Um, I work on some of the stuff on their site, even though I know jack shit about WordPress. It's mostly just Bolden saying, do this so that I don't have to. And I say, yes, sir. Uh, Bolden is a workhorse, by the way. I mean, this is a guy who works like 70 hours a week every week. Mm -hmm. And like clockwork, he's 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 not a micromanager in the sense of trying to tell you or me what to do. He micromanages himself. He's one of these guys that has like a daily planner planned down to every five or 10 or 15 minutes. Like I'm going to put 10 minutes on this. I'm going to put 15 minutes on it. But th but it's I mean, his efficiency is out of this world. Um, I, I have many, many times said, look, if I had a magic wand, the first thing I would do when I wave it is I would give the 10th Amendment Center the Cato Institute's budget. And I would give Cato Institute the 10th Amendment Center's budget. I would do that today. <laughs> yeah. And because the 10th Amendment Center puts out at least as much, if not more content, that's way better, that's actually grounded in principle. Even if you're one of these McConstitution, Lysander, Spooner fucking retards. Um, you know what? The guys who run the 10th Amendment Center know a whole lot more about that than you. Yeah, I I'm totally with you. And I've been on a kick lately with about the 14th Amendment. I know you're the 10th Amendment Center, but there is some overlay, yeah. which is all sure. the incorporation problems. Yeah. And I've said, if you want divorce in this country, which, you know, it's, uh, states separating from each other, <clears throat> if we just repeal the 14th Amendment and all the incorporation, you have soft divorce. Essentially, mm -hmm. you're putting all the rights back to the states. So um, that's I'm going to be doing something about that. I don't know. I have a book over here. It's it's uh, Raul Berger's uh, government by judiciary. It's all about the 14th mm -hmm. Amendment. It's fascinating. So, so a couple of the topics that they've talked about the most at TAC are they do talk about incorporation a lot, of course, obviously. Uh, they talk about something that would probably be more in your wheelhouse. What's the the uh, the. Uh, what is it? Memorandums of understanding the things where all the different police forces are contractually with the feds mm. for, for profit sharing. Yeah, I, yeah. I call it profit sharing, which is the nice civil asset forfeiture. Yeah. Uh, and so basically that's how the feds buy off your local police to get them to enforce things. Yep. Um, and so you want to like, what, what kills me is, is that is like you, you, you know, like I, we love making the joke of, you know, you know, you don't who needs neocons and Democrats when you have libertarians like these. So you'll have libertarians that'll constantly bash 
Bolden or Meharry or me or the 10th Amendment Center for just just infor- like they're not even necessarily taking a say. It's just informational stuff like this is the 10th Amendment. This is nullification. This is how this is this is real life ways that this has worked. So it's not even like fairy tale land. We're talking about, look, this is this is what states can do. Um, this is how what some states have done. Uh, and they'll bash it. And, and all of their bashing will always come down to, well, Lysander Spooner has this one quote in this one article that's taken way out of context, which means the Constitution's bad, you guys. So first of all, shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. Um, and, and second of all, I thought we were all about incremental steps towards liberty in our lifetimes. Like, I thought that that was kind of the thing, because we understand that if we've lived like 200 years under tyranny, it's probably not going to be fixed in two months. Um, the Tenth Amendment Center preaches this kind of stuff literally every day, actually has written legislation, actually has worked with state level key state because, of course, we're neo-Confederates. So worked at the state level to try to get things passed, which ironically enough. Yeah, it's it's so interesting how um, different states are different on different issues. Right. Like California yeah. is a leftist shithole. But I mean, they were great on weed way before. Yeah. Anyone else was good on weed when the feds actually were still brave enough to raid people. California was pushing it. Well, as a matter uh, of fact, if you go back through the Commerce Clause and the, the where it stands now, Raish v. California or Raish, I think, was one that is a case that came out a weed case that helped mm-hmm. kind of push back against some of the uh, the Commerce Clause situation. So yes, of course. Um, uh, the hang on, Jay Fort said. Do it, Tyler. Stop dragging your feet. Yeah, okay. I, I'm actually going to. Don't, don't, don't stress about it. Um, I had another comment. I don't know what it was going to be about. Now I don't remember. Uh, Robert E. Lee's beard has way more of a. Robert E. Lee is oh. one of the greatest Americans who ever lived, Spooner. and that's the way you can immediately tell if someone's worthy of being I, a friend or not. I fully agree. I grew up in um, northeastern Oregon, southeastern Washington, right on the border there, and my I had all these history. I, so the Civil War never meant much to me as far as like taking a side. And I would say my parents had history books and stuff I'd read. Mm-hmm. We had ones with Lee. I had ones with Grant. And it was, you know, it was all flowery. And, and, and Lee was a guy that I, I, I admired growing up. It wasn't mm-hmm. until you get in later and you're like, oh, no, no, you're not supposed to like him. Hey, Tyler, yeah. back off. So I think I'm at least, you know, as a northerner, I guess you would say, uh, I just never really had much uh skin in the game for that one mm-hmm. but I've, I've come to ad- admire the south in, in a sense there uh spooner though look the reality is um i'm a, i'm a, i'm a, i'm agree with a lot of the things he says but what's the reality on the ground you can say all these things but you can't go to court and be a sovereign citizen and expect mm-hmm. to uh them to uh, care about you so the law still means something to the supreme court to the judges to your local uh, law enforcement officers so you have to live in the realm of reality. I, I don't mind pushing. And then look, the reality is the Supreme Court with Dobbs just gave a lot back. And you may roll back some of the substantive due process. The 14th Amendment stuff is being kind of chipped away in a sense. That's great. I think that's something to, to look forward to. But in the meantime, that's why the 10th Amendment Center is important because they're actually doing yeah. stuff to chip away at these kind of aspects. So yeah, uh, yeah, a lot of people just don't understand that a, a huge amount of the legislation that we report on that is on uh, whether it's second amendment or, you know, uh, or uh right to try, that's a big one, or even something relatively mundane like raw milk, you know, or 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 farm goods. A lot of it is a lot of the bills are written in such a way that just say um the federal law you our our state and local authorities are not allowed 
to assist federal law enforcement on this. That's all it says. Like the state isn't even being brave enough to say, you know, your law doesn't count. We're going to shoot feds. All it's saying is, is, hey, you local cops don't write tickets on this anymore. If you do, you're fired. That's literally all the bill says. And you know what? It totally ends there because the the federal police force is like, what, 90,000 officers. There's not one on every street corner in America. It's physically not possible. That's right. it. It's, it's such an easy win. And again, there, there will be people that will figure out a way to make that a loss. Uh, our boy, Brian McClanahan, is part of the Abbeville Institute. And Brian McClanahan, by the way, I don't know if you know, you're probably aware of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, he's, he's a historian that I listen to for uh, legal guidance on the 14th Amendment. That's how good he is. I got his book, uh, How Andrew Jackson Screwed Up America, or, or, or Alexander Hamilton Screwed Up America. It's brilliant. Uh, anyway. Anything you want to plug before we uh, head out? Uh, new episodes of It's Too Late are Wednesday nights at 9 o'clock Eastern Time. So for all those people that you know text me every like month or so and say, hey, you guys still doing a show? Yeah, we are because it's literally on at the same time on the same day. <laughs> literally, literally, it has been for uh, six years. So Wednesday nights, 9 o'clock Eastern Time is It's Too Late. Uh, but obviously, you know, it's on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, Twitter, blah, blah, blah. The, the, the libraries are there. Uh, I'm on all, uh, all the different platforms are at Alan Mosley TV. Um, so there you go. You just, just type in at Alan Mosley TV and see what happens. Yeah. Right. I, I enjoy the show. It's uh, I have trouble getting into it. Cause now, like I said, I've got this tower gang thing. I'm, 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 spewing, but I always check it out. I always try to do it. So I encourage everyone, Alan, thank you for coming on the show. You're, you're welcome. You're, yeah. You're welcome to come back again. I'm trying to do my Friday night stuff. It's the best time for me. My wife's down mm-hmm. watching TV, doing other things. I'm doing Friday nights and I, I enjoy the, kind of the hang that we get here. So, uh, it, 17-3 is the score with Washington. Do you know where the game's being played by any chance? I went and saw Where it is years. the Pac Tail title, title game this year? Uh, I went and saw it a few years ago when it was in, because my uh, alma mater, Colorado, was playing and it was in uh, San Jose. It's in Las Vegas. Okay. Las Vegas for some weird reason. All right. Yeah. So there you go. Anyway, um, everyone, thank you. Um, what do I got going on? Um, I don't have anything else going on. So with that, no further ado, uh, just check out the show, people. Come back next week. All right, thanks. Okay, I'm leaving now, my guys. But she's back. And now. Chick-fil-A is completely overrated. It's not that good. I prefer Zaxby's. I prefer Popeye's. Takes a tough man to make a tender forecast, Nick. I guess that's me. Keep fucking that chicken. (laughs) Should I vote for Dick Cheney on the Libertarian Party? Do I have an obligation to vote for Dick Cheney? I would say so. Yes. Did it work for those people? No, it never does. I mean, these people somehow delude themselves into thinking it might, but... But it might work for us. That one dude was like, not a podcast, I can't find it anywhere, and they don't have video. Oh, yeah, Peter Janky, yeah. Yeah, I blocked him. I'll do it. If he unblocks me, I'll... I'll... He'll buy your shirt if you unblock him, Bert. He's a wigger. Yeah, nothing cooler than so a 49-year-old wigger. Like... Yeah, I just started yeah. live streaming. Cut me some slack. I'm fucking... I'm pretty high-tech for a boomer. Uh, but anyways... I'm a boomer. I...